The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards. American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world, who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Jesus Christ. Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That, that ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you're listening to the free version of this show, uh, go to saintshappyhour.com, become a patron at any level, you get access to our Discord. You get access to every podcast we do. Commercial free. You hate the commercials? Join on Patreon. You get RSS custom feed, no commercials ever. So you should join. It's going to be the best money you spend for Saints season all all year because it's going to make your Saints fan experience awesome. I'm telling you, go to saintshappyhour.com. Try us for a month. I guarantee you'll love us. And I want to say, this is a special episode. We have our highest tier for patrons where they get to have their own show, where usually it's a drunk history episode, but Brennan is going to talk to us. He's just going to do us patron spotlight. We're going to talk about his Saints fandom. We're going to talk about... Uh, how he became a Saints fan, uh, how he found the show, and before the show, Brennan just drops like maybe the most incredible thing ever. He thinks he may be responsible for us being number one in Malta and our obsession with Malta. He may be the reason why we became so obsessed with us and why we stumbled onto Thomas being the greatest producer in the world. He... Brennan, you you may know it. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but I want to say, Brennan, where when did you become a Saints fan? Are you from New Orleans? How how did when did your Saints fandom start? So officially, I would say I became a Saints fan, and this is real original. It would have been two thousand and nine was the first year that I independently watched the Saints of my own choosing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that would have been the beginning of two thousand and nine that that season. Okay, that that's good. I mean, hey, man, 
when I was 10, I started watching the Astros. They won a division title. I was like, oh, I like the Astros. They're going to win all the time. So that's good. But like, the thing is, you hop on the bandwagon at the peak, but like, it's been a lot of rockiness since. So like, you started out, you're like, hey, they win a Super Bowl all the time. But then it's it's been it's been bumpy, a lot of bump, a lot of bumps since the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, that whole 2010 plus stretch was, I'd say, was pretty nice, minus towards the end there a little bit, but or towards the middle, sorry. But um, but yeah, I mean, I became a fan in 2009. My uh, I'm not from New Orleans, uh, but my mm-hmm. family uh, grew up in Pascagoula, so that's kind of yeah. like my second home. So not too far. Um, and my. My mom's side of the family were Saints fans, and so that I didn't have a team. I started playing football as a kid, and so I said, "Well, yeah. I got to get a team." And I just I chose the Saints that year. I decided I'm I'm going all in. I'm gonna be a Saints yeah. fan, and and they went to the Super Bowl, and I was hooked. <laughs> well, been, the thing ever that's it's it's incredible. And the thing I tell Saints fans, you know, because when I grew up, like I'm from New Orleans, the Saints were bad, man. They didn't they the bags mm-hmm. on the head. They weren't any good, and they they yeah. went to the playoffs in the nineties, but they didn't win a playoff game. They didn't win a playoff game until right. two thousand. But the thing that I told it is the Saints, their fandom started to grow worldwide, sort of because of Katrina. People became mm-hmm. attached because of the tragedy in New Orleans, the, the overcoming it, rebuilding, all of that. But like I told people, I said, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't that there's all these these new Saints fans and they're not necessarily from New Orleans. I'm like, this is great. And the reason is the Saints were fun. They they didn't just win, they were watchable. And like just because you just because a team wins a bunch of championships doesn't necessarily mean they're going to spread out and have fans all over the place. Perfect example, the Patriots. Nobody has won in me or you's lives, right? Nobody's won more than the freaking Patriots, right? They won six. Right. They won six Super Bowl. They went to 10 straight AFC championships. But you are hard freaking pressed to find a Patriot fan, not in the North, not in Boston, not in the Northeast. Not, they, not up there up north, they right? Just, they just they didn't, don't travel. They don't tra- they didn't didn't spread where like the Cowboys are all over, the Steelers are all over. Um, you know, San Francisco is kind of all over in the West. And the Saints spread out way further than they've ever been. So it doesn't like winning doesn't just spread out a family. It's like you have to win. You have to have style. You have to have charisma. And the thing with the Saints is they had Sean Payton, kind of a jerk, kind of arrogant. But the thing is, like the Saints, like they're winning. It was fun to look at. Like they were throwing for Drew Brees was throwing the ball all over the yard for a billion yards, right? And it was a it was fun. It was it was pleasing, fun to look at. Like I think if the Saints had won just as much, but they had been sort of this dour sort of defensive team. I don't think it would have spread as far and as wide as it did, right? And probably you, maybe you'd have been like, I got to pick a team, but like picking a team with Drew Brees that throws the ball and scores a ton of points, like that's an easy, it's an easy, fun choice. So I don't begrudge all these fans. Yeah, and I don't begrudge any of these fans like hopping on, hopping on the bandwagon. I, I much rather have entire multiple generations of Saints fans that have never experienced a terrible team. Like if you're a Steeler fan, Steelers have been good for 30 years. Like the Steelers right. haven't picked in the top 10 of the draft, like of their own accord, unless they've traded up a couple of times in like 25, 30 years. Like, I think that's good. Like a fan base that doesn't suffer five, six, seven years of awful. I want that for the Saints. I hope, I hope we have 30 years where like the worst 
season it is last year, seven and ten. So, um, you told me a couple of stories, and you were stationed. You were stationed on a ship for two things. So, so were you in the you were in the military? Is that how you were on a ship? I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in the Navy. Joined uh, two thousand fourteen, and I got out two thousand twenty. Okay, so the first story I want to I want to talk about is the no call for all of us. It's all this like horrible experience, mm. and I think people a lot of people we can remember like where we were, what was happening in our lives, like specific things and moments in our lives when it, it happened. Absolutely. But you experienced the no call on a yep. ship in the middle on of the ship. ocean. Yep. Walk me through that. I know it's painful, but like it'll be consider it like therapy for you. Like walk me through. Like, are you listening on the radio? Are you watching on the TV? Are you falling on like, are you falling on like your phone? Like, how are you following the NFC championship on a ship? Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. There, so uh, ships do have internet. Um, our, m- most of our Navy ships do, uh, unless this has changed in the past few years. Um, but to put it into context, the, the style of internet that you have is, I mean, imagine what you would have like for broadband, but, but minus five years. Uh, the the signal is awful uh and they can turn it on and off at will so you know one minute you you might be sending a message to your family through facebook or something and then seconds later they they're turning it off and you don't have anything so yeah it was it was tough to say the least there's there's no tv there's no you know no radio Uh, i mean you're literally out in the middle of the ocean with almost no contact so yeah it was it was tough to say the least to, to try and find a way to follow it um yeah it was it was pretty bad so is it like die is it like a little bit better than dial up are you you're following on the internet are you are you listening to it are you watching the game or are you just like following along on the espn app like how are you how are you consuming the game so i following up to that game i was trying to figure out how i was going to actually try to follow along this game because like i said i knew i wasn't gonna be able to watch it and i couldn't listen to it the internet just was too bad and there was no means of doing it um you know on the ships so what I devised was uh, on my ship, I had, imagine like a little c- coat closet uh, that you have in your house. It was just big enough to get in the little closet and sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had it had a countertop with a desktop computer on it. Um, and I knew that that computer station was open at night. And again, we're, we're across the world too. So not only do we not have internet, it's, I think it was about, it was one, maybe two in the morning while the game okay. was going on. So I, I stole the key to the room and because they, they lock it up and they have to secure it. And I hopped in the room and I, I got on ESPN's play by play. And I tried to utilize that. And I also uh, had my dad text me kind of his best play by play as well. And I just combined <laughs> the two to to watch the game as best as I could. Wow. I watched to follow along with the game. Yeah. 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 So so that game had so many I mean, obviously, it has so many big moments. It had the Dan Arnold touchdown drop where they, you know, if they score, they go up 17 nothing. You feel like that would that would have really put the Rams in a bind. But the no call, like, because on, if you're, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. If you're watching on like ESPN play by play, you're just like third down passing complete to Tommy Lee Lewis. Saints exactly. Field goal. I mean, if you don't see exactly. it, and all I tell you is that you're like, eh, I don't know, is it? Oh, did he, did he, did yeah, he... that's no, you're spot on. That's exactly what happened. So, you know, I'm clicking the the play by play, and 
the the funny thing about it is is you know it's let's say it's first and ten Saints ball they throw an incomplete pass and you're hitting the refresh button it takes two minutes for it to refresh oh my so I'm like God. come on let's go let's go let's go let's <laughs> what, what's happening it refreshes and you see it's like oh pass complete twenty yards and you're like yes and you look it's like oh Rams third down like they're like wait what <laughs> so I'd I'd miss whole possessions of the ball but. Um, yeah, specifically the, you know, you fast forward to the no call, it happens. And, and as you described, it's, it just is passing complete Tom Lee Lewis. Like you said, the kick field goal. Um, and I'm sure a few minutes passed. And again, I'm, I'm also getting texts through, you know, Facebook messenger from my dad as well. So is your dad, did your, did your dad flip out and did you, then, then you get like, Oh, something's absolutely. Happened. Yeah. He, he, he said something to the effect of, you know, Oh my God, this is the worst missed call. Uh, NFL history, you know, <laughs> you guys just got robbed. Um, he's like, I can't, I can't believe what I'm watching. This is, you know, it's going to, there's, they're going to be rioting in the streets tomorrow. It's so bad. He's just trying to put into context how, you know, what had happened. Cause you know, ESPN, they don't give you any of that. It's well, just that's black the thing and white. With, with, because ESPN, they'll tell you probably the, the most they'll tell you on a play is like, if a guy drops it in the play by play, they'll be like, Drew Brees threw a pass. Tommy Lee Lewis dropped, which I know he didn't drop the pass, but they, they won't they won't say, oh, that's the worst call ever. It should have been pass interference. Right. They'll tell you, oh, they threw a flag, the referee picked it up, or flag, face mask, holding, whatever. They'll put all that in or fumble, but they won't sure. tell you, they won't give you context of like what should like what should have happened. You know, or like you oh, could yeah. be like, Absolutely. oh, they could be like, oh, it's a seven, seven yard touchdown run, whatever. They won't tell you, oh, yeah, the dude, it was a seven yard touchdown run, but he actually ran 45 yards backwards and made eight <laughs> guys, eight, make eight guys miss. And it's the most historic t- touchdown run in, in NFL history. No, just the seven, you just see seven yard touchdown run, you know? Yeah. So, but so, so did you, so of course I hit the wire. Um, so there you go. Yeah, I, was, I lost you for a second. I was like, is it me? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I should have you, 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 you got the authentic podcast experience, Brennan. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. You got to oh, hit the wire. So, Front row um, seat, baby. But you... How did you experience that where you were like... Did you, cause, cause when that happened, I think for me, I just had this, as they go to overtime and the Rams go down and drive and, and kick a field goal this high. And as they go to overtime, I just had this earth shattering 9,000 pound weight of just dread. Because once they mm-hmm. had that no call, I was like, this is not going to, no, this, this is, is this not, is, this is not, this is not going to. This is not going to end with oh the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Those referees, man, yeah. they blew they blew that call and that almost cost us. I was like, that is yeah. not how this is going to end. So I had this like existential like feeling of dread. Right? How did you? How are you consuming it on a ship in the middle of the ocean? I, I again, I, I, I'm the no call is something you have to see 
to understand the gravity of it. And in that moment, it's just it was impossible to understand exactly, uh, you know, how devastating and how big that was to to not only the fans, but to the players. I'm sure the the, the actual players on the field and just their uh, momentum or how they were feeling. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I wish I could say like I was devastated and I was, you know, I, and here, like you said, here we go. We've seen this play before. We know how this ends or how this is going to go. Uh, I, you know, to me, I was just watching my Saints just kind of fall apart, and it seemed like they were kind of just playing bad towards the end. They were. Uh, I, I didn't understand the the gravity of 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 that play. You know, I it, I've kind of gone back and and watched a little bit of it, and uh, you know what what's the Michael Thomas or excuse me Drew Brees a pass that he makes in his sleep throws it to Michael Thomas's feet. That was what a walk in touchdown. You know, so it's like I, I kind of see those, and I'm like, man, we, we're just we're just letting yeah. the game go. But, you know, yeah, we, no, yeah. I, I bet you, if you ask Drew Brees, the biggest regret of his career, I bet you he says that Michael Thomas pass because that was a like pass where three, right? where it was a running play. He checks out of it, mm-hmm. has exactly what he mm-hmm. wanted, and threw a yeah. ground ball to Michael Thomas. Like, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying this to excuse the no call because the no call was horrible no, and it cost, it cost the saints a champion, probably co- probably cost them a championship win, a parade, all of it. I'm not excusing the no call at all, but that play from Drew Brees, like that's a, that's a walk-in touchdown and for, Michael Tom- for Michael Thomas. And I don't think Jared Goff in that dome, I don't think he drives the Rams down to score a touchdown. With a, with a minute to go or whatever. Like, I don't think it happened. So that, that probably haunts Drew Brees. But Absolutely. that's it. It's just interesting to say because you're, you're just on the ship and you don't have, you don't, it's interesting you said that because I think you're exactly right. You can't understand the no call unless you see it. So you're yep, just you on the ship, it. you're in the ocean, you're yeah. like, oh, the Saints are, you're like, you're probably like, ah, they lost, but like, eh, you know, my father, he's probably overreacting and, and they kind of did fall apart in the second half, eh. And then, yeah. when you saw the no call, when you finally saw the video of it, what was your did it? What did you feel? Yeah, so I, the first time I saw the uh, no call, it it was it was actually quite a while after it happened. It was probably a year plus after the actual game. Um, you know, over time, I had come to kind of understand how bad it was. Um, you know, the next day or that next morning, um, when we had got together um, as a group and we're kind of talking about what we were going to do for the day, like work was. Um, my chief or my boss, um, had a better understanding of what happened than I did somehow. He probably was able to secretly watch it, I bet. <laughs> but, um, you know, he knew I was a huge Saints fan. He was like, oh my God, Brown, like, <laughs> did you hear about the no call last night? Like what happened? He's like, you guys got right. Same thing. And, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to put it all together. And I'm like, yeah, I heard about it, but like, it, it, is it that bad? And, you know, they're trying to explain it in their best words, you know, with also without seeing it. And so, um, yeah, it took me about probably a year plus after I got off the ship and was able to fully understand. I just refused. I was like, I don't want to see it. I literally <laughs> told myself, I do not want to see this. I don't want to experience it. I don't blame I you. I was saved. The Lord put me on this ship to save me from this moment. Cause, uh, had I actually seen it, I probably would have hey, died. And listen, listen, Brennan, in, in, in a similar sense, and this is a happy Saints moment, but the 2009 NFC Championship, I I was at the game. Oh man, I experienced it. It was awesome. 
I have never watched that game again from start to finish because I'm afraid that if I watch it again from start to finish, the Saints will lose because they were so goddamn lucky in that game. The Vikings dropped the ball like a hundred times. I think Adrian Peterson just fumbled oh, again, right? So, so like I know that like the Saints got every break in that game, and I'm just yeah. like I don't I don't want to watch it again because they might lose. So I I completely understand you being like I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't yeah, I mean, I don't. I've already got a top three of like worse. Or I say top two of worst Saints <laughs> losses. The uh, the 2011 San Francisco That's game right. crushed me as a kid. That's uh, right. I mean, we had our like was we were in like of all places Buffalo Wild Wings watching that game, and mm. you know that that last touchdown drive I think it was of uh, of Jimmy Graham, who I was the world's biggest Graham fan at the time. Uh, I was just I was like I knew we we're gonna win, and then That's right. um, I, I, they, they just. Last second, come back. I remember thinking that. I remember thinking like, the Saints have turned the ball over five times in this game. They've played awful, Mm -hmm. and Drew Brees got it together, and they're going to win this game. And no one's stopping them from the Super Bowl because they'll never play this. If if when they get to next week, when they get to the championship, they're not going to turn the ball over five times, and no one's beating them. So like, there was this feeling of like, we're we're going to do this. So that that's one of those things where you're so positive and they just the rug comes out from under yeah. you right and even absolutely the minnesota miracle didn't really oh. haunt me that much in a sense of of this in that it was painful in the moment it was painful like the next couple the next week or so and i was glad to see minnesota just get their head kicked in so it doesn't really like it doesn't they didn't win a championship so it just sort of it's big for their fans, but like the rest of the world doesn't even remember. They remember it kind of, but like it didn't lead to a championship. So it's not really iconic. Right. And the thing that got me going, I was like, the Saints just had the greatest draft in NFL history. Like this, this isn't like a one-off thing where they're going to go back to being bad on defense. Like the window's wide open. Right. So I knew that they were going to have three, four more years of success. Right. So it didn't hurt me that much. The Minnesota Mickle, but 2011, 2018, those just, and Tampa in 2020 really just, I, I know people don't necessarily think of it as like heartache for the Saints, but it crushed me in a sense of like, I knew I was like, Drew Brees is retiring. This was it. We yeah, had that was kind of good. And like, it just, it, just, it just broke my heart because I, I knew that like that team, they probably weren't going to Green Bay and winning, I don't think. But just for Drew's last game, to be that, like, I yeah. just think it would have been cool, even if they had lost the next week, to say the ending for Drew Brees was his last game. He beat Tom Brady. The Saints beat Tom Brady three times in a year. We didn't win a Super Bowl. The no call stunk. But, like, at least Drew got this nice sort of ending as good as it could be with COVID and all the nonsense. And it just didn't happen. So that one really just sort of, that one really sort of hurt me. Um, but the other story you have, that even it might even fascinate me more. The no call, your your story of the experiencing no call. It, what what? Where were you? Where was your ship? By the way, so we were. Yeah, we we um we started out in the Mediterranean. Uh, so we went to. Uh, well, I'm not, I, I guess I'll kind of this will lead into your story. We we started in Malta. <laughs> okay, here we uh, go. Yeah, went around to Greece, uh, Spain. And then we went to North Africa for a little bit, did some stuff there, and then moved over to the Middle East. So some anti-piracy stuff. So that's yeah. a great segue, Brennan, because here's the thing. We always had wondered, like, why 
what's the people like who's listening in Malta? And we found a listener that's in one listener, but we're like, what what's this thing with Malta? Like, why are right. we why are we like number one, two, three in Malta all the time? We're not that anymore. And that's sure. how Thomas, Thomas got the job for us as producer. We hired him to like run our social media for a little bit mm-hmm. and like, hey, help us on Twitter, help us on Facebook, like post so he made like a document like powerpoint he's like i will let me be your full-time producer for the show and i'll make you number one in malta like that was his pitch that's what we hired him off of right (laughs) so like i'm totally fascinated you think you on a ship in the u.s military you might be the reason like we climbed the rankings in malta in malta on chartable like yeah are you listening to the show like multiple times are you trying to downloading and failing and that was our rankings like are i I need to know this (laughs) so yeah our first stop um on off of the ship uh when we deported was in malta and uh prior to that we had been underway for a couple of weeks maybe even a month just getting over from the atlantic to that area uh and then you have to actually you know do your mission and stuff like that so you know everybody wants to get off the ship and and relax just a little bit. Um, and during those two weeks, um, you start to branch out, you're meeting new people, you're trying to find people that you can hang out with that you have in common. Uh, and obviously one of the easiest things to do is sports football. Um, so I kind of found a group of, you know, 15 to maybe 20 other saints fans or people that at least uh, enjoyed watching the saints uh, to some level. Um, and at the time you guys, I was listening to you guys heavy. I mean, before I deployed, I, I like didn't listen to months worth of episodes <laughs> I downloaded all of them uh, onto my phone. So when I got underway, you know, I could I could have them already pre-downloaded and listen to them. And so I'm, you know, telling people, guys, like, hey, you guys, you got to listen to Saints Happy Hour, all this. You know, it's you know, whenever we get off, let's all get together. And what we did was uh, once the ship ported, we went off the back of the ship and connected to uh, the cell service. And a group of 20 of us just downloaded like two months worth of oh, uh, wow. Saints Happy Hour. There you yeah, go. Saints Happy Hour. Uh, <laughs> episodes in malta and you know we we did that for you know three days or so we're just wow, downloading dude. everything that we could from you, you guys i can't believe this, um, this is so. amazing brennan this is amazing <laughs> this was yeah this is the stretch where we're just like number one in malta for weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks it was you guys just downloading, <laughs> downloading. every episode we had. as far as we could yeah i mean we're listening to the ones where it sounds like you guys are underwater doing it in a submarine oh that's the classic you know? that's that's and, the, that's uh, the good soon, stuff right that's the, but, that's yeah, the un- <laughs> <laughs> unfiltered right so yeah i mean we were just loving it we were eating it up we we're like oh this is so great and you know, here you guys are underwater you know so. <laughs> i mean the, the thing but, is we've had thomas for He's probably been with us for for like, like, like a year and a half, maybe. No, it's a little bit or longer. It's probably like two Has or three it? years, maybe, and at least at least for That's two years pro- guess, yeah. producing the show. And um, you know, yeah, it's around COVID, I think maybe maybe in three years. But we did this is a thing that I did for uh for COVID is mm-hmm. we never we never actually ran it, but. You know, when COVID, there was a moment where it was serious, right? And we we're like, hey, I, I said to Andrew at the time, I said, listen, my wife's family just had it terrible with COVID. She had seven people in her family pass away and just funerals. And, and, and I said to Andrew, I said, listen, uh, if, if I get COVID or something, or like, I might be out, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll be fine and I'll just be like, oh, it's a cold and I bounce back and it's fine. 
I might be out. Maybe I have to go to the hospital or whatever. So I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to pull like old shows, right? And you can just go into Patreon and you can be like, hey, Ralph is sick. He's got COVID. We're just going to play best of, right? And Brendan, I tell you, when you when I went back and listened to that horrible audio like, from those old shows, I was, all. <laughs> I was like, oh my, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe uh, people stuck with us. Our audio is so terrible. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I do this show and I don't know that I would, I want to listen to it. So it was so bad, but uh, I love, like, I love this segment. Like, this is, this is a top moment for me. Like the, the puzzle Awesome. The, mis- the mystery of Malta is solved. Yeah. It I might think- be solved. I don't I can't, know. I can't claim it 100. I, you know, I don't. I don't know for sure, but I, I, I feel like it definitely helped uh, to some degree. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's as plausible as anything else. Uh, right. right? <laughs> so, um, between you and the Malta Saints soccer team, I think you put those two things together. It totally explains our dominance in Malta. It really does. And there's number one. Yeah. There you go. So that. Yeah. I'm happy. For, I'm happy with it. I'll take it. So <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, change my Discord name. <laughs> Malta King. Malta King. You should. You should do Malta King, and you should have the flag of Malta as your Discord. Instead, oh yes. Instead of like a instead of like a, what is that a Mustang as your avatar? You should have the Malta flag. As your, there you go. Your avatar. Oh, yeah. So I'm always fascinated, and and it you know I was talking to Ross Jackson yesterday, and I was saying to him, I'm always really touched and really like it makes me happy that people come up to me and they'll say hey i listen to the show i see on wwl and they're like yeah you're just like you are in real life i'm like um, you're just like you are in real life on the podcast i'm like yeah i don't like it there's no act (laughs) everything we do in the podcast is real like we we maybe tell people a little too much about our lives and stuff but i'm always interested especially for patrons like you at the certain level where you support the show where How did you find? How did you find us? Uh, how did you find the show? Yeah, I, you know it. I I really started listening to podcasts probably around. It would have been twenty sixteen, maybe twenty seventeen. I bet. Yeah. Uh, and so I was just I was I was digesting any Saints podcast that I could find. I didn't care if it was a <laughs> twenty year old in his basement. Like it didn't matter. I didn't care. Whatever you had to say, I wanted to listen to it, and you know, it just gave me a, a an escape and a way to enjoy uh, the Saints. And so, you know, I I feel like I I had found maybe you guys somehow through that. I I couldn't remember to be honest with you, um, but I've yeah, just I've well, just loved your guys' show ever since. Uh, I mean, literally since day one that I found it. Uh, I mean, I listened to everything you guys put out. It's y- y'all's podcast is awesome. Like you said, y'all are y'all are down to earth. Um, I, I do enjoy. Um, the off the wall episodes. Um, <laughs> the one, the one last week with Kevin. That one was, 
<laughs> Hilarious. Fantastic. Cool. I was laughing the entire time. Well, um, the thing, yeah, no, it, it's great. And I think the thing is with uh, with our podcast is, is one, me and Kevin, we started early. We, we, we started like 2008, I think. Like we started on Blog right. Talk Radio and went over to Podbean. So we were like early in the same podcast. And honestly, if you think about it, for doing this podcast as long as we've done it, we should probably be bigger. But I kind of like our size. I'd want to be a little bit bigger because like selfishly, yeah. Brennan, if I could – if we could get it just a little bit bigger, I could maybe do it in full time and I wouldn't have to do like a real nine to five job. I could just be a Saints podcaster all the time. And that would be like my dream. So like selfishly, I'd let it be a little bit bigger, but I kind of like the fact that our show is just like, it's this group of people and they love us and they support us, but it isn't like, um, you know, it isn't like Coors, Coors Light. It isn't like this giant brand right not that there's anything wrong with the giant brands because saints podcast they got ross jackson you got nick underhill they're gigantic right but our little our little world and our little uh podcast it's 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 special and it and the thing is for us the thing that i think really brings people in is they know that we care about the saints as much as they do and and that's the thing that i think a lot of podcasters sort of they sort of miss the mark in that when the saint like we powered through 2012 13 14 15 16 right like we did the show all the time when they were seven and nine so like and we never were like don't watch the saints. They don't deserve your support. Blah, 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 blah. We were always like, we're going to watch no matter what we're in it. We're going to be here. And I think if you sort of badmouth the saints in a way of saying they're not worth watching, what a lot of people, what a lot of podcast hosts don't realize is if the saints weren't, if the saints aren't worth watching, then saints podcasts aren't worth listening to. Right? So as frustrating as the saints will make us as bad as it was last year at times like we're never going to be like we're not going to watch like we're here we're here man we're addicts we're we're in for the long haul it's never the drugs man better than drugs (laughs) (laughs) so before we get you out of here i want your thoughts on 2023 because I, i i'm really curious like as we get closer, I always get fired up. I, I, if I can talk myself into Bill, the, the two Billy Joes, and I can talk myself into Mike Ditka, and I can talk myself into believing that the 2015 and 2016 defense defenses where the Saints started two rookie corners and brought in Paul Kruger and were terrible. If I can talk myself into that, I can talk myself dang near into anything, right? But I'm always curious, like, you're a regular fan. How excited are you about 2023 for the Saints? Yeah, I, I'm super optimistic. I mean, I look at last year, 7-10 and 10 with backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, for me, that's the floor. You know, it's hard for me to see and look at Derek Carr do any worse than, than what we did last year. Um, you know, better, better defense coming over here with us. So, yeah, I... I could see, I could see a swing of, of plus three, you know, getting up to mm-hmm. 10 wins. 
and I'd be over the moon with 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 that. That's that'd be way better, obviously, than last year. That's right. So yeah, I, I could see something like that. Um, you know, better improved defense. We're getting a little bit younger. So I'd say I'd say ten wins. Yeah, right there. That's if a I, sweet spot. Nine to if ten. I, if I said to you, Brennan, you, I, you get the power. You can't make. You can't choose Derek Carr. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to choose Derek Derek Carr. But I said to you, you can choose anyone else Michael on Thomas. the same. What's that? Yeah, no, whatever it is you're saying, Michael Thomas. Oh, I was gonna say they can have their they can have a career year. Ooh. They can have a career, career year. year. They get career the best year mm. of their career. But it can't but it can't be Derek Carr. Because if it's Derek Carr, that's e- that's easy. That's too easy. But if I said you one guy, who would you pick? Oh man, that's tough. Um, I mean, it's it is tempting to choose Michael Thomas because that that would mean that he's back, he's healthy, and he's better than ever. He's he's still there, um, which you know would mean Derek Carr's putting up numbers, so he's got a successful season. So I might have to go with Michael Thomas, but I feel like that's the cop out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, tough man, though, right? Because you're you're thinking career is. year that could be Alvin Kamara. That yeah. could be, you know, it could be with Alvin Kamara. Though, that would be a crazy one too, because you know we expect him to miss some time this year. So it would have to be an insane career to miss. You know, if he, if he let's say that he sits out five games and he has a career. Oh year, wow, that's right. That would be absurd. I think. Um, I think. I think that might be the one because if Alvin would be absurd. Alvin Kamara has a career year and he only plays eleven weeks. Yeah, that I mean, you know, he's never rushed for a thousand, has he? No, he's come close. Yeah, he's, he's like never nine. rushed for. Yeah, he's like nine thirty or something like that, right? Yeah. So I guess a thousand would be, but a thousand and eleven games or something be, like that would be. Bonk. Yeah, it'd be bonk. So it you'd have to you'd have to he'd have to average just under a hundred yards a week to get there. If if but if if Kamara has that kind of season, do you think do you think we could keep him though? Like. <laughs> You think we can afford him? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, only he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's still How many more years to have his contract. He's got a couple more years. I mean, they just okay. have to. Okay. They just have. They have to. They'll have to redo it. I. Th- I think yeah. if anything, the thing for if a Camaro would have a career year, it would sort of sort of solidify the rest of his time with the Saints. Whereas if he's kind of bad again, the Saints may move on from him next year, possibly. Right? I don't, it's very difficult yeah. because of the way they do with the contracts. I was thinking like if I could pick one guy to have a career year, I was tempted to say like Cam Jordan because then you're getting up near 20 sacks. <laughs> right? That would but, be a fantastic one too. A good send-off maybe if he's but you know, I, he's getting close to his end. But I think I would roll the dice and I would go Honey Badger. And the reason okay, is that's a it, sneaky good one. If Honey Badger's having a career year, it's just him making turnovers and interceptions and making ridiculous big plays, right? Right. So yeah. that would be my because 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 Honey Badger career year, like that's him, uh, him elbowing his way into the um defensive mvp conversation and i know b- people listen to this podcast they're like that's crazy how can teron matthew be um uh, defensive mvp but if you just look at his um career numbers like his best career year for interceptions kansas city 2020 he had six interceptions 
and um, he forced he he six interceptions and he recovered three fumbles. Right, so that's nine. That's nine created turnovers, like career best. Like if yeah. if he if he got into nine interceptions and recovered five fumbles and and forced four more. You're talking like MVP numbers, so that would yeah, that'd be mine. That would be mine. Yeah, but I, but I like your Camaro one is sneaky good, especially if he gets the full suspension from Goodell. Yeah, that's the caveat. You know, if it's if it's Camaro full season, you know his his, I guess what his career high would be would would probably not jump off of numbers. But yeah, if it's like a, a reduced season and it's his best, that would be wild. That would be wild. Maybe so, take some load off of uh, Derek Carr and you know help him out a bit too. It's going to, I can't like, I love this. I, between, between talking to you and talking to Ross Jackson, I'm really fine. Like I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for football season. Like, cause you get in the summer and, and, and we do a great job. Kevin, Kevin's helped me, Dave and Andrew. We, and we, and we bring out the dailies for the patrons as we always do. But there comes a point like in the, like middle of like June, middle of June, early July, where it just becomes a grind. But then there's always this moment right around camp where I just, I'm like, I'm ready. And I get into the mode of like, I'm not just thinking about football season. Like, oh my God, we got to do all this. I'm like, I'm ready for it. And I think between you and between Ross Jackson, you guys have like given me that boost and I'm freaking, I'm ready. I'm ready for 2023 Saints football here. I'm ready for training camp. I'm ready for the preseason games. I'm ready to get ridiculously excited about at perry and uh camp superstars and i'm just fired up and and i just want to say like it's 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 people like you who support the show that allow us to do this like if 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 we had more patrons we could do even more incredible stuff and it's only seven dollars a month guys saints go to saints y'all gotta get on guys y'all are missing (laughs) out it's awesome stuff get in the discord i i I should be in the I can't talk myself. I need to be in there a lot more than I am. Uh, so shame on me. But yeah, you yeah. guys need to get and, in there. It's a blast. And and that's the thing I'm telling you. Like our Discord, like we people are just having fun. We don't have yeah. any real knuckleheads, and we don't have any real knuckleheads in there. And the thing is, as social media, who Lord knows what's happening with Twitter, Threads is <laughs> Threads is the way that Facebook has done it. It sets up. It's awful. You have no control uh, over it? it. You have no control over your timeline. Like on Twitter, mm-hmm. you can say they have the for you tab, and then they have the people you yep. follow, right? And your the people sure. you follow, you can customize it. it. You. you can block them. You can customize it. You can have personalized lists. Like I have my Saints list, my NFL list, my you know mm-hmm. my politics list, or whatever entertainment. I have all these lists, right? That I can listen to. Threads, you don't have any control. You just sign up and they just pump, they control your timeline. Whatever they want, huh? That's right. So like it would be a thing of like during football season for the Saints, uh, John O. Barnes, friend of the program, he made a joke. He's like, what threads is, is like when Chris Olave catches a 75-yard touchdown, you're going to see 20 other threads of dancing videos of things you don't want to see before you see the Derek Carr to Chris Olave touchdown because you have no control over the timeline. So that's thread. So what I'm saying though, in roundabout way is get in our discord. Like that can be your happy place to talk about saints, to, to do jokes. And the great thing about the great thing about discord is it's private. Like you're 
your your family or your boss or your work or whatever you don't want people to see you're on twitter all day and making jokes after on a monday after the saints win you come into our discord no one sees it so that's the benefit of it so anyway guys brendan i can't thank you enough for this this no, thank y'all this it. is this has been amazing the the the, the patrons when i tell them this isn't going to post for a little bit and maybe next week or the week after when i tell the patrons in the discord the things that you told experiencing the no call on the ship and you unlock the secret to our success in Malta. The patrons are going to be incredibly fired up about this episode. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, it's going to be great. Fun. Enjoy. <laughs> so I have to turn off my, uh, my messages for a bit. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> Brennan, <laughs> thanks for supporting the show. If you yes, don't sir. support the I'll show, look. you should go to St. Happy and support the show guys. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, the bar is closed. You bet.